You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Hello and welcome to this week's PlayStation Unchained, episode 24. I know we're at 24 already, I can't believe it's going way so fast. But you know, um, with us this week we've got Commissioner Glenn Gordon. How are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty well, how are you Ben? Uh, not too bad, thank you for being on this podcast this week. No problem. Uh, and we also have Gary Bagadas. I can't say his second name, so please don't kill me, Gary. <laughs> Gary is fine. How are you, Ben? Uh, not too bad. Um, That's good to hear. Have you had a good week? I've had a pretty good week, yes. A slight change of format this week. I'll be asking, we'll be discussing what we've been playing before the news. This might stick, it might not, it may not, who knows. Um, so, Glenn, what have you been playing this week? Um, surprisingly, I've been playing Need for Speed Rivals a lot this week. <coughs> Excuse me, when I when I get a chance to. Ah, sweet. Um, I've been working on Assassin's Creed Black Flag, but it's too engaging. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, with college and all that, like, I need something that I can play for half an hour and then put down for a bit. So I've been enjoying Need for Speed Rivals quite a bit. Sweet. Um, that and Don't Starve. I've been playing Don't Starve. Ah, cool. It's a good game. And Gary, have you been up to much recently? I have been playing a lot of Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen, on, which is a phenomenal game. I'm currently on the Battle Black Island in that game right now, and it's fantastic because every time you get through it, it gets harder and harder, so the challenges and the enemies you fight just become ridiculous sometimes. And I've pretty much been addicted to that. That's pretty good. It's a good game, and uh, I've actually wanted to. I played it a bit, but I've not played it that much. If you want, you can use my pawn whenever you want, Ben. Oh, thank you. It's at level one hundred and two, I think, right now. Ah, oh, that's insane. Nice work, though. <laughs> uh, he looks really cool. And me, I've been playing. Guess it. Guess, 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 guess. Uh, um. Hmm. I. I have. I, I don't know. I'm oh. trying to blank. No. Uh, oh, I think it has ninjas in it. <laughs> Cyber ninjas. That, that, sounds, that sounds like something he'd do. Well, I've been playing a lot of Warframe, especially after the patch on the 23rd, which was... They got the patch out for my birthday, which was very nice of them. It's the best birthday present I could ever ask for, was a new Warframe. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was Ben's birthday not too long ago, so yeah. happy birthday to Ben. Thank you. Yes, happy birthday. And uh, it came with trophy support, so if you like trophies, Warframe now has free trophies because it's a free-to-play game. Now, I have a question about that, Ben. Yeah, sure. Uh, since, you know, a lot of people have already played the game, do the trophies just automatically start unlocking once no. they update? You have to redo everything? Yeah, you have to redo everything. Oh, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. But they're nothing majorly hard. They're like, get a weapon to level 30, get another weapon to level 30. They pretty much get weapons to thirty. <laughs> but still, you know, if you've done all yeah. that work, you have to restart again to get all these trophies. Ugh. Yeah, but once you've got high enough level, the amount of XP you get from stuff means you'll get to thirty in no time at all. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, I went to level went from level one to thirty in one night. Oh, so yeah, nice. it's not hard. <laughs> One to thirty. But the game doesn't have a platinum trophy, does it? No, it does not. But it seems to expand with each update because each there's the main trophies and there's two update sets of trophies. So each update is going to include more trophies. Then again, Ben, it is you. So like, yeah. <laughs> you getting from one to thirty in one night could be like uh, me getting from one to thirty in about a week. So. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, I uh, I am a bit op op in that game. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's skip along rather than I would love to spend this entire hour just talking about how amazing Warframe is and how you should all oh, download um... it right now, download it, download it right now. Just pause this podcast and download it. <laughs> um, but I won't. I won't. But we'll go. 
Oh, carry on, Glenn. Sorry. No, I was just saying you would. That is something you would do. Yes, that is something I would do. But while we're talking about PS4, we'll go straight to our news topics of the week. Well, news of this week. PS4's interactive streaming available now. It seems that some you can already add interactive features to games, and which is um, done by I think Yakuza Ishin, which is Japan only right now. If viewer comments can influence how quickly you recover from being knocked down and how fast you build heat. I don't know anything about this game, so I don't know what exactly what this means. <laughs> yeah, uh, from from past Yakuza games, uh, building heat is pretty much like powering up your attacks, making them stronger, uh, giving so, you access to like super moves, things like that. Uh, cool. So people have to go. <laughs> Not DBZ style. Uh, but... <laughs> uh, um, and also, Tomb Raider: The Definition Edition, definite, defi- that game, definitive, uh, definitive, um, <laughs> which. By the way, it's being reviewed by the amazing Muscles from Brussels, Mike Harridans, who sadly couldn't make it tonight due to reasons. Um, but he will be reviewing that game, and he's going to start... It might even be out Tuesday from what I can hear, but you'll find out next week. Um, Commenters, you can do the interactive die or revive. What this actually means... Ah, uh, oh, here we go. Continue chatting die in Twitch causes black phantoms to appear in Lara's world, adding difficulty. So, yeah. That sounds like something from Dark Souls, doesn't it, really, to be honest, more than Tomb Raider. Yeah. Well, I think it's something that somebody will have to post a video of to actually... Yeah, I, do, I, I kind of don't really believe that. But, either way, the interactive features do sound cool, and I wish they were used for less gimmicky purposes in the future. It's interesting to think that it hasn't been used so far, because it's been, I mean, if you go to the stream since launch on November 15 or uh, November 29, depending on um, if you were to go into streaming, and the option to choose interactive streaming was there, it just wasn't active, like there was just nothing in it, so I guess everyone assumed it wasn't active, but the fact that it's working kind of makes me wonder, you know, I, I'd imagine that it was something that was added recently, because... Why would developers not want to use something like that? Like one of the selling points, um, arguably, of the PS4. Well, it's pretty cool, though. It isn't the feature that they announced before, though. So don't get too confused with the whole um, second controller feature. That will still be coming later on. It's not the second controller feature that um, Sony promised at launch, though. But that should still be coming when PS Now comes out, hopefully. That would be amazing if it does. Oh. Yeah, PlayStation Now, a lot of stuff about PlayStation Now is interesting. Um, it's I, I, it's one thing that is really unique about what Sony's doing. And it doesn't have a lot of... like The most competition it has right now is um, GameStop and Gamefly. And it can do something they can't in the form of instant gratification. So PlayStation Now and... The second controller thing, all of that's going to be awesome, especially once interactive streaming finally comes in. Yeah. Well, no, it's just the whole... Um, they promised that play- if you're watching a stream, you can let your friend take control of your game and carry on for you, um, which will not be the interactive feature they're talking about right now. That'll be a future update, which will be using the PS Now service. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one of the features I am looking forward to, and hopefully it won't be too long. I mean, we're always having to wait till 2015 in Europe. So we'll see. I think that feature alone is is actually really cool because it can help out a lot of people. Especially when it comes to, like, you know, MMOs and somebody tries to explain to you what a good setup is, they can just go in and do it for you, you know? But I can also see a lot of people trolling their friends this way as well, which is something I would do a lot. (laughs) Well, to be fair... They've kind of got that sort of service with Watch Dogs, haven't they, where you can take control of your friend's game in Watch Dogs. Sure, somewhat. Uh, yeah. Although I think that's more of a third-party thing. With yeah, it's their... more of a limited service, but still. Yeah. That's the sort of I'm, thing. I'm pretty sure it uses their mobile app um, to do so. No, I think you can do it on your PS4 as well. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, I'll be doing it just to annoy my mates. <laughs> I just better not annoy... Um, Yoshida. Um, anyway, 
we'll go on to our next topic about the PlayStation 4 group chat causing issues. Supposedly there is a bug with the messaging group chat, not the actual voice chat, but the actual messaging service where it can bug out and corrupt your console. Um, I've had my group chat message sort of chat for a while now, ever since I started playing Warframe properly. Mainly so we can send pictures of each other doing stupid things at stupid times for no reason. But I have not. I had a couple of issues where I had to rebuild the database because the messages got corrupt, but nothing that's caused any major, oh shit, this is broken sort of moments. But Sony has told PSU.com that it is aware of the group chat issues plaguing the PS4 users and it's investigating the matter as we speak. Uh, what have you guys any other issues or any comments? I haven't had any issues with it, but mostly because I don't do the messaging. Like I don't see the purpose of doing messaging when all the PS4s come with a headset and I can just chat to all my friends instead. Like, like I yeah. understand, you know, you send pictures to each other and all that, but if you're getting a free headset, why not take advantage of it? If you, especially if you're just talking with your friends, if you're talking with random strangers, yeah, that's fine. But to me, I personally don't see the messaging thing a big, big issue for me at least. That's kind of an interesting point because I see Sony eventually trying to compete with, um, or not compete with, but but try to bring a similar feature to what Xbox One did with Skype. And uh, to be fair, uh, Sony can't touch Skype because Skype belongs to Microsoft, but They'll probably have something like that where you can video chat um, and then I suppose pictures and group messaging would would be obsolete. But um, personally, I haven't had many problems because mostly I haven't had the chance to use group chat that much. But I also haven't heard of any problems from those. I I have some friends I know use group chat and I haven't heard of any problems um, on their end either. About the Skype thing that, yes, we could technically get Skype. Although Microsoft owns Skype, they don't own the rights to where it gets distributed. It is still possible to come on the PS4 eventually. That's why um, the Vita version still gets updates, because Sony updates it themselves. That's cool. Um, So anyone can still get a license for Skype, even if you are not Microsoft. Well, then the only hurdle would be... um making it work because it would have to it would have to run in the background and it, it would have to run kind of like the way twitch streaming runs on the ps4 i think so that you could see the video while you're playing well not a lot of people know well a lot of people do know this but um a recent oh, well not recent it's quite old actually now an old update from the vita which is an amazing handheld and everyone should buy one right now i agree yes um, you can actually you can actually voice chat on the vita while playing games nowadays. Oh, good. With Skype. Yeah, the Vita has yeah. the group chat as well, right? Like yeah. the, PS, the PS4 does. Yeah, you can also join again, the PS4 I, group chats as well. I think the group chat works just fine. Like, I still yeah. don't see a reason to have something like Skype on the PS4 when yeah. the one that they have yeah. already works fine, especially the voice chat. I mean, you can have up to eight people. Yeah. And you can be in multiple about. rooms as well. You don't have to, to be in that one room. You can be in multiple rooms. Yeah. It's pretty go. good. Yeah. And while we're talking about voice chat, let's go straight to the official PS4 Gold wireless headset. Without an official quality wireless headset for PS4 at launch, gamers have either had to make do with the flimsy featureless earpiece that was bundled with a new console, or to look to other 30 pants such as the Geotex EX06 or the Turtle Beach range for their sexy audio clicks. However, Sony is preparing to launch a new PS3 and PS4 headset that supports 7.1 virtual surround sound and is compatible with the Vita and other devices named the Gold Wireless Headset. I, I tried well, to do an so... accent there but I couldn't because I'm British <laughs> and I only... everything I... Sorry, carry on. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Everything I try and make sound different just sounds British. <laughs> <laughs> just stupid 
Um, even when well, he... you are British. Well, I am it, British. It's interesting because everyone here in America thinks a British accent is like the best thing ever. It's like, oh, you have a British accent? You're automatically the coolest person around us right now. Well, thank you. <laughs> I only say that to the ladies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, while we carry on about this, the PlayStation button symbols on the headband and the PlayStation logo on the cans give it the official stamp of awesomeness. Uh, the official blurb that the headset delivers amazing depth and audio clarity, elevating your gaming experiences with customizable game modes created by developers. So they won't be used in the future, probably just buy a couple of games. <laughs> um, there will be a headset companion app that will have custom modes that are specially tuned to enhance the audio in your favorite games. As again, two games, maybe three, possibly, maybe four if we're very lucky. <laughs> um, we expect an official announcement about North America and European availability very shortly so That's before my... I go to Gary and Glenn about this first I want to say these are gold they are blue and black no gold and secondly bring them to Europe because we didn't get the original headsets we got the Pulse but the original official one never got officially released in Europe well, so Oh. Bring it here, please. <laughs> I want to give you money. You you know how this works, right? I want to pay you money for a thing that is a thing that I can put on my ears. So please, <laughs> please let me pay you money. Anyway, yeah, well, Glenn, well, here's the, Gary. The, the thing for me is, this is a wireless headset, right? Yeah. Well, to me, what this sounds like is... Sony's finally going to release a firmware update that allows wireless headsets yeah. to work on the PS4, which is great news. Yeah, but it, it should be... Am, in... am I correct in here? Because right now, wireless headsets don't work on the PS4, right? That is correct. Yes, yeah, yeah, so since this is wireless, I guess we can take this as a firmware update is incoming when this headset is ready to launch. Yep, which should be soon, okay. hopefully. Because I want to give you money, Sony. I want to go, here's my wallet. Here's my wallet, have the money. Have all of it. For those of you who haven't seen the headset yet, head over to PSU.com. They're really attractive. Um, They have have this uh, rather wide headband. It's black on the outside, blue on the inside. But not gold. Not gold. Not gold at all. (laughs) They're really gold. Why? I don't know. But it's it's a really good-looking device. just just for looks alone, I'm I'm interested. Um, so take a go take a look at it at PSU and dot com dot com not dot org, and um, we will see how this does. Um, before we change subject, yes, I agree. It's weird that it's called PlayStation Gold when there is no gold, but then I guess they couldn't really call it the. PlayStation official black and blue with a bit of white headset. So, yeah. They could have just called it the official PlayStation 4 headset. Yeah, they didn't have to pick a color. (laughs) They could have called it platinum, okay? Uh, They could call it the PlayStation Beats and then rip off Dr. Drain, try and get people (laughs) to buy it that way. Anyway, while we're talking about amazing things, let's talk about an amazing game that I think everyone here is excited for in some way or another. The Witcher 3 has 36 different endings. Speaking <laughs> with IGN, Iwinski, I said that right, sorry if I didn't, believe that is a bread of choice that players have in the game that sets it apart from the similar tires in the genre, genre. All the time, and I think the, dis- uh, sorry, quote, all the time, and I think this definites from us, from other gamers out there, we don't tell you what matters and what does not matter. As your actions in the game speaks far louder than words. I mean, there are 36 different endings in World Hunt, he said. 36? Will there be an alien ending? A dog ending? Maybe there'll be a, <laughs> a, a letter ending. Who knows? Well, yeah. uh, what are your thoughts I, I'm, on this, Gary? I'm I'm personally, like, I love The Witcher. I love the first and the second game. They're phenomenal games. It, it, this, the Witcher 3 is probably my top three most wanted games coming out right now and like 36 endings it sounds cool but i'm pretty sure they're gonna be like small little things that change in the ending like 
this guy lives or this guy doesn't, or he says this thing instead of that thing. I, 36 different endings, I mean, unless they're willing to fork over a lot of money and make each ending extremely unique, that's a different story. But with 36, I think they're just going to be kind of the same cutscene with this guy not in it or this other guy not in the it. The only thing I, I hope is that, um, what you call it, that if they do do different endings, that, um, that there'll be some sort of comedy ending. I know, because of The Witcher 3, it's all serious business normally. I do want a little mm-hmm. comedy ending. I, I really hope it doesn't do what um, Gary's describing, because there's another game that tried something like that on a much smaller scale, and that was Mass Effect. Well, to be fair, even that was... That, no, to be fair, what Gary said was acceptable, in my opinion. That That is what I wouldn't mind. If there's 36 endings, it's not too bad. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, there's people appearing, and yeah, people might be dead and so forth. That's not too bad. That's not red, blue, or green. Yeah. No. I, I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I just hope that it, they they do it properly, yeah. which I think they will. Oh, they will. The, the, the game looks in, the game looks incredible. So if, if if you haven't seen it, just go to YouTube, hit pause, go to YouTube right now, check out a trailer of The Witcher Three. This is an incredible looking game. So I will be shocked if they don't handle this yeah. well. Uh, and while we're talking about amazing open world games, let's go straight to Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs PS4 to perform better than Xbox One release claims Insider. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, I'm not surprised. Wait till Watch Dogs <laughs> Smiley Face, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and then Wii U. Wii U's at the bottom. Oh my God! When this is this this Insider's lying. Wii U no. is obviously going to be the superior one because <laughs> nobody will buy it. I mean, um, while this is his personal personal opinion on the matter, it ain't, isn't too hard to imagine this happening given the numbers Xbox One titles have performed notably worse than their PS4 counterparts. Aside from Tomb Raider, Call of Duty, and Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, are among the games that run more smoothly on the Sony platform. So, what do you guys think? Um, well, bad news for Xbox. Um, it really shows that it's a, a bigger problem than everyone kind of thought, because everyone was like, okay, you know, it's just 720p. It's a, revo- it's a resolution difference, you yeah. know, no big deal. But I, I think that if the performance difference is that noticeable, then it, it shows that there's a little more to it than that. Yeah. Because um, the device is running three operating systems at the same time, and PS4 doesn't have that weight, it has, and it has uh, slightly superior hardware. Yeah. It, it, it it gives it an edge where it can do more graphically and, and performance-wise than the Xbox One can. Yeah. And while that might, might not make a big deal to many gamers, it does apparently show up in the performance of the games. Um, and Gary, have you got any opinions on this? Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where we kind of saw this last generation too with 360 and PS3 games. You know, the 360 games were always superior in some way or form, but then eventually, you know, like now, you you see like the difference really isn't there anymore. As a fact, most companies now are actually starting to make games on PS3 and then port them over to the Xbox One or the Xbox 360. So I think, you know, right now it's probably a big deal for a lot of people, but I think down the line you'll see a very small difference, if any, between the the different versions of of games. I'm going to jump in here, Gary, and I'm going to say it's actually going to be opposite this generation. I can see the, in a couple of years, the gap being actually wider than it is now. See, the difference between the PS3 and 360, the reason why the versions were different and the PS3 was suffering was because the cell was a lot harder to program for than the pretty much standard PC parts of the Xbox 360. And the whole Xbox 360 being easier to program for because of it. PS4 and Xbox One do not have those issues. They're both PC-based architects, so they're both easier to program for. The difference is the hardware, and you can't just magically make the hardware better in a couple of years' time unless you release a new system or a RAM expansion pack. (laughs) <laughs> no, but there are there are a couple things that Xbox can do. It, it is launch. Um, this is supposed to go on for a decade, and, and technology is changing quickly. Um, they've been investing a lot in their servers. There are 
ways that they can, through firmware updates, they can probably lighten the load of those OSs. They probably won't be able to boost the resolution anytime soon to 1080p, but with with their servers, their cloud thing that they just love to market on, and um, and some of the other things they can do, they can probably um, improve the performance so that it's not so much of a big difference. The problem is that by the time they can start improving the performance of those, Sony will also be improving the performance of their operating system as well. That's true. So that, the, the GPU and the I, PS4 is impressive. Yeah. But I also think it comes down to third-party developers. Like, how big of a difference are they going to want to make the, the the games? I mean, we've always seen the difference between, you know, a PC version and the console version of games. But I think this generation is going to be a little different because since they're kind of on par, at least right now, with PCs to a point, um, I just don't see companies like Ubisoft and Capcom and Konami and EA, you know, making one game in a, a, a better version on one system than another one, even if when it comes to the frame rate or not. I think third-party developers in specifically will try to keep the games... The, on par with each other on both systems. Uh, as I said, I don't think so, mainly because it's now so easy to port from PC to consoles now compared to it used to be. What they'll easily have to, all they have to do now is literally make it for the PC, then port it down for the PS4, and then port it down some more for the Xbox One. That's they'll have to just turn down the frame rate or the resolution, and that's all they have to. They'll have to just use the same sort of soft, the same sort of code as they did for the PC, but yeah. they'll just turn down the graphics a bit using software. The the Xbox is still a really capable system. Oh yeah, it's that's... just having some performance issues. It's uh, yeah. not performance, but like graphical <laughs> issues. So, um, and it's, again, it's... Microsoft does continue yeah. to speak about the cloud computing. Yeah. And how that's going to improve their the games on their system. Yeah. So maybe with that they'll be able to stabilize the frame rates and all those little things that people are complaining about now. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. But the problem with the cloud computing part is the fact that you would need to be online. Mm-hmm. And we remember what everyone said about online gaming before. I don't want to play no games online only. I just want my games in my hand. <laughs> I think it was more than that. Yeah, it was more about the fact that you didn't own the game, and yeah, I just wanted to simplify it for this bit. But yeah, um, I agree. To be honest, I'm against it as well. I'm against DRM, really. And it annoys me that when I'm playing on my mate's PS4, if I'm playing a game I own on my mate's PS4, it will constantly pop up saying, this license has been verified. Yeah, that and the fact that if your internet happens to go down for any reason, your console stops working. Yeah. So. So yeah, there is pros and cons about cloud gaming. Some of it's pros because, well, you don't have all that storage to use up and you can play anytime you want, well, as long as you've got internet access. There are some pros, don't get me wrong, but there are a lot of cons as well. And the thing about the cloud game, they market the cloud gaming so hard. I think they really expected it to be something that pushed them ahead of PS4. But oh, yeah. the, the fact of the matter is, it, I don't think it has much to do with gamers at all. It feels more like a tool for developers to use. Right. And it's not even just that. It's the fact that um, Sony technically has the sort of same thing as well with the whole Gaikai, well, PS now, should we say. That will give them cloud gaming as well because the games are stored on the PS Now and that's technically Calgram as well. Yeah, it's just so, a different form. Instead yeah. of offloading, it is the yeah. system. So. Yeah. In the future, they could easily port, make, they could say you got the PS4 version of the game and then you got the higher quality Gaikai version, uh, PS Now version. I keep calling it Gaikai because that's what it is to me still. <laughs> um, the, the PS Now sort of high quality version, the definite, the, the, what's it, that word that I can never say properly for some reason. The definition, yeah, that's it. Definitive. But enough about this, because otherwise we're going to spend all the entire podcast rambling about this. <laughs> um, let's go straight to EverQuest next. Another EverQuest next will be is confirmed for PS4. A free-to-play MMO launching. I don't know. It's not. Is it free to play? Wow. I thought it was a subscription-based game. Free yeah, to play is getting... right now. They've announced it as a free-to-play game. Yeah. That is amazing. Okay. 
Thank you for that, Gary. I've always thought it was going to be subscription-based. Yeah. I might have to look into it now. <laughs> I will. I went from. Ah, carry on, Glenn. The free-to-play model is becoming more and more popular nowadays. Um, no, most notably since Guild Wars 2 launched with it. See, I don't mind paying monthly subscriptions because at least if I pay monthly, I know that if I want to, if I know there's, I know I'm paying it, so I know there's chances are I'll get better quality content because a lot of times the free-to-play content isn't really there. But... <laughs> I'll give it this the benefit of the doubt, and I will. I went from being yeah, EverQuest next to her. Now for EverQuest, so many. To oh my god, a new EverQuest game! Must get it! Um, <laughs> but you're gonna have to I, wait a while, that's for sure. No, not a while. I want it now! I want it now! <laughs> now! Um, anyway. It says in the the uh, article on PSU.com that Sony hasn't announced if it will, if you need Plus to play it, but I'll say this now, you don't need Plus to play it. Yeah. In fact, they because, haven't even uh, announced that it's going to be on the PS4, but they yeah. say, quote, we're a Sony company, so, you know, I say that with a smile on my face. Well, no, he's, he's smart to say, we'll absolutely bring EverQuest next to the PS4. Yeah. Yes, that was confirmed last night, I believe, on an MAA... Yeah on Reddit with one of the designers of the game. Uh, I will be I will be there. I'd say in the line to get it, but there's no line because it's a download, so I'll be there waiting to download. <laughs> um, yeah. And for those who don't know, EverQuest Next, I think we should talk a, a little about what makes it kind of a special next step in the MMO. Well, genre. I don't know much about it, Gary, so... Fire well, right. what they're doing with this game is they're pretty much making it an, uh, kind of a Minecraft type of game where you can build your house, you can pretty much every object is destructible, like say you build a castle you know uh, something can come in and completely destroy this castle they can just punch a hole through the wall and run through it if they'd like uh, you, you mine things, uh, you can dig all the way into the bottom of the ground and emerge in some dungeon somewhere uh it's it, it's a very unique idea and i think it's going to take a while for them to 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 get it to work properly but for, for those who haven't played everquest before you know it's it's a fantasy mmo uh, great there's gonna be penises everywhere <laughs> maybe it's not that but... kind of fantasy yeah <laughs> Wrong kind of fantasy. But, but, but for those who've, <laughs> who've seen the, the the videos that are out there, they'll they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, it, it just looks phenomenal, in, in my opinion. But it's going to be a while. I think they've they've said 2016. If if you're lucky, you'll be able to play it on the PC. That's not PS4 yet. So, although I don't get why he says, are you more interested in DC Universe, The Elder Scrolls Online, on EverQuest next? You can't really <laughs> be interested in DC Universe because it's already out. Yeah. Yes. Um, and if you want a free to play game, play Warframe. I mean, anyway, let's let's go to the next topic. This is get this one I I'm interested in actually. This is this is a topic that I kind of think. Wow. Kingdom Hearts Frito Leper says Sony has gone too far with PS4 hardware. Looking at the PS4, I thought they've gone too far. I wish they'd let us off the hook for having for the player having a game that's thoroughly made makes them excited with anticipation. But for a developer, it's a hurdle we have to overcome, says Noramara San. The number of things we have to keep increasing, and if we try to expand as far as it will go, we'll never be finished. <coughs> Final Fantasy 15. Or yeah, right. <laughs> I think we're going to end up being faced with the choice of what to keep and what to give up on for Kingdom Hearts 3. There have been a lot of different consoles in the past, but I feel that this one is the biggest mountain we've had to climb in yet in a good way. I That sounds like first world problems in a way. Yeah. No, I've got too much power. <laughs> With oh, great I, power comes great responsibility. What will I do with all these powers? It's, oh, I can have too many zippers on Zora now. <laughs> See, I think they have an interesting mentality because they are like, okay, 
um, our audience wants this push to the limit. So right out of the gate, we are going to push this as far as we can get it to go. And quite frankly, you know, they're, they're putting themselves under a lot of pressure that they don't have to put themselves under. Does this confirm the Xbox One version will be 30 frames and 720p, though? <laughs> I, I don't think a game like Kingdom Hearts needs to run at 60 frames a sec. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't, but we'll see what happens. Well, actually, I don't know, it's quite a fast-paced RPG, to be fair to it. You know, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of action going on screen at once, so you know it doesn't have to be, but I think it would actually be a pretty good game to get running at sixty. It could. The, the differences between these frame rates that everyone makes a big deal about them, but they're not that big a deal, especially for games like Kingdom Hearts. So, but I don't know if it was a turn-based game, but Kingdom Hearts is is you got to admit it's pretty fast-paced. Sure. And if they want to make it like the cutscenes that they wanted to originally, you know, with the whole sort of jumping around, slashing about, sort of combat in the air, then I agree. I think that 60 frames would be something to target for. I wouldn't say it'd be something they need, Mm -hmm. but it would be a good target to aim for if possible. Even if they aim for 60 and cap it at 30. I know that sounds stupid, but if they can aim for the best frame rate they can for and then cap it down, there's less chance of any sort of frame rate issues because they know it can run at that rate, but they decide to lock it at a different rate so that it can run yeah. smoother. And then just keep the extra as a reserve in, in case you yeah. need it. So. Um, I always think companies should aim for the best and then sort of settle up what they think can run the smoothest. Yeah. Plan for the best. Um Hope for the Aim worst. for the best, prepare for the worst. Yeah. <laughs> hope for the hope for the worst. What? <laughs> anyway, well, yes, yeah, yeah. I want to hope for the worst because that way I don't get disappointed. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's let while we're talking about Xbox One, and I seem to be talking down about it, and I must admit I'm very sorry about that. I know there's probably some Xbox listeners listening going, "Oof, that chilly and is." Xboxness, <laughs> hating. I bet he doesn't even own Xbox. Well, I don't yet. I will get one eventually when I get more money, though. And there's more games. Agreed. Because right now there's no games for it that I like. No. And while we're talking about Xbox One, shady. Let's go to the shady promotion. I don't really know much about this because I'm not really into stuff like this, to be honest. But I will bring it up because it is a big topic right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, who can you trust in the game industry? Well, me. To give you an honest feedback in games and hardware. Maybe people know about, don't know about, yeah, well, know about corrupt purchases in the industry and dodgy reviewers. Unlike me, I, I'm not dodgy at all. Sipping Mountain Dew, Doritos. Um, who may or may not take the occasional backhand in return for fable coverage, but still, it seems there are some sites out there manage to build up a reputation for their honest opinion. Like PSU.com. Um, the problem is, unless you've embedded in the heart of a website community for some time or have learned to trust the opinion of a specific writer, then who can you really trust? Who can you trust? <laughs> um, anyway, some people received emails from, well, I think it's Machima. Machinima. I don't know. Machima. Mach- Mach- Machinima? <laughs> Machinima. Machinima. Yes. There we go. There we go. Yay. Sorry <laughs> about my saying words wrong. No, last week I got all the words right, which was very confusing. I was sat here going, how the hell did I say all these words? <laughs> um, these words are things that I say that are wrong. But anyway, uh, that's how you know I'm not getting paid for this. It was the Because I say them wrong. It was the influence of our special guest. Yeah. Um, and while we're on influences, here is the email. Hello, influencers. Machinima. That one, I can't say. It's happy to offer you a free dollar... CPM bonus when you participate in our continued promotion for the Xbox One. It's easy, here's how. Number one, incorporate at least 30 seconds of gameplay of any Xbox One game. Verbally mention in a video that you're playing on an Xbox One. Tag a video with Xbox One M13. Follow the guidelines listed in the assignment and submit the live YouTube link through Pop Tent. The campaign will start on January the 14th and will go until February 9th or until a collective 1.25 million views have been reached. Interested? 
sign up now through Pop Tent. Click here, but don't click here because it's it's an audio, and you can't click audios. Just click Ben. Um, Just click Ben. Yeah, click me. <laughs> I'll I'll pay you three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this is from Kataku, who for once you can actually trust. I know, it's a shock. Um, anyway, they say this partnership between Makinima, Mashima, Maka, Makiraka, Mashinima, <laughs> and Microsoft was a typical marketing partnership to promote Xbox One in December, even though it was starting on January 14th, which isn't December. Um, the Xbox team does not review any specific content or provide feedback on content. A confidentiality provisions, terms, or other guidelines are standard documents provided by Maki, 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 that place, Machinima, Machinima for clarity <laughs> and confidential relates to agreements themselves and not the existence of promotion. Um, so, I'm not going to mention anything here because I don't really know much about this, but what do you guys think about this? Um, I think right now, all the hate Microsoft is getting is in my opinion, kind of uncalled for because if people really think that Microsoft is the only one who's doing this, are very ignorant in my opinion. I mean, I think both Sony, Nintendo, EA, everybody does this. The The only difference here is Microsoft's got leaked. That's pretty much what happened there. And, and they got caught, so everybody's making a big deal about it, or in reality... It, people should know that this stuff happens all the time, and I'm pretty sure everybody does it. And well, there is as far as I remember, I believe Sony got caught with it back in 2006 as well. Um, I obviously can't look it up right now because I don't have access to a computer, but uh, I, as far as I remember, they, they also got busted for something like this yeah. as well. Well, there is something else that's... Um making this instance so significant. Um, it's that Microsoft is stipulating that the people who do this cannot let people know that they're being paid. So they're supposed to do this, they're supposed to promote Xbox One for at least 30 seconds, tag the video with XB1, M13, all that stuff, and they're not allowed to let people know that they're being paid to do so, which is against United States law. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, the the FTC, the United States Federal Trade Commission, has guidelines that say that if you're being compensated to do something, you have to let people know. Even in commercials, even in commercials, people you know will come up and say, "Hey, I took this drug, and now I'm now I'm all happy, and my boobs are bigger, and all that good stuff." And it will say, <laughs> and it will say that it's a it will say if it's a compensated actor or if it's an actual um, user of the product and all that stuff, because you have to. It's, it's against the law on that, too. So um, the, the big um, conundrum here is whether or not that applies to people who are not um, professional advertisers, but that is definitely something questionable within the contract that Microsoft was giving these people. Yeah, but do you honestly think, like, personally, do you think there will be any sort of legal ramifications for it? Personally, probably not. Um, frankly, if, if you're just talking about YouTubers, then you, you can't always expect YouTubers, like just random citizen YouTubers, to know all of these FTC laws. It's Microsoft's responsibility and Machinima's responsibility to know these laws and not put them in contracts that random people can accept. Well, while on the, I should say the fact that I agree that I don't see the problem with this actual payment because it is pretty much paid to promote, which is advertising, which you need to do anyway to advertise products. But I agree that they, if they are taking money, they should admit that they are taking money. You know, so I, I am, I, I don't think it's wrong to be paid. To advertise a product because that is what advertisement is and that is what marketing is it is wrong to get paid and not be able to tell people about it yeah right. what they what they want is they want the credibility behind the words they want people yeah. to say i'm playing this on xbox and it's awesome period they don't want people to know hey microsoft is telling me to say this yeah. so 
Um, I agree. You should say it if you if you don't believe in it. Yeah, but the thing about it is, it's not this scandal that's going on right now. It's not going to be a huge deal oh, long term. No. It, it's going to make people raise their eyebrows for a few weeks, and then it's going to disappear. It'll probably blow it, over it, by summer. E three, yeah, maybe. It's just another one of those things where everybody's still kind of hating on Microsoft. So here's another thing to hate on for. Sure. You know. Well, like the, the fire is still kind of burning, so they're just adding more fuel to it. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to change. Just maybe next time they won't get caught doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and there have been a lot of things that they've done that have little things. Like um, not too long ago, their um, what was it? Their their contract for Idea Xbox, the contract that they give to developers who join, was saying that you know you, yeah. you can't. Um, if you release a game, it has to be published on Xbox at the same time as or before it's published on a competitor's yeah. console. So, and like just all these random little things that have just been adding fuel to the yeah. anti Xbox fire. Yeah. Well, Barbara on promotions, I say buy a PS4, it is great, and I shall talk 30 seconds about how awesome it is, and you should buy one right now. Go ahead and buy one. If you can find one. Yeah, if okay. you find it. I'll time you. I'll time you. 30 seconds. Talk about the PS4. Okay. For 30 um, seconds. Tell me when you start timing. All right. Go. Uh, buy a PS4. It has amazing multimedia capabilities, and it has amazing games such as Killzone, Shadowfall, Warframe, Warframe, download Warframe, do it now. Um, <laughs> you'll also have amazing games such as Infamous Second Son, uh, it also has an amazing touchpad controller and sexy limb sexiness. It is black also. It, um, buy one is cheaper than an Xbox One. Alright, time. See, Ben did that for 30 seconds for free. Yeah, there you go. You didn't get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get paid for that at all. <laughs> I'm going to sit here with my Mountain Dew. Anyway, while we're talking about promotionals and promotions and sort of advertising because that's what we seem to be doing at PSU.com right now I mean um, PS Vita Slim US UK announcement due next week report and also my bottle's squeaking Um, Sony is poised to announce the PlayStation Vita Slim for release in the UK according to the invitation received by IGN the site reports that media invi- the media are invited to attend a special event next Thursday. It reads, following the play- biggest launch in PlayStation history, join us for an introduction to the slimmest. Um, so, since the PS4 launched only a few months ago, this means that it can't be a PS4 slim, because otherwise people go, Rawr! Rage! <laughs> oh, uh, so, for those unaware, the PS4 yeah, slim clocks in at 20% st- Thinner, that it's chunky, sexy, OLD, amazing cousin, and weighs at 15% lighter. It also has one gig of onboard memory and improved battery. And it also comes in white, black, and sexy, sexy pink. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Glenn and Gary? The um, PS Vita Slim was announced back at Tokyo Game Show, but only for um, Japan, just for just for Japan. It, it hasn't gone anywhere yet. It is very pretty. Um, what, what's really cool about it, the thing I like most, is that rear touchpad on the back. They've actually started to put different graphics there on the touchpad, which would be really awesome. Frankly, I don't see why everything has to be slimmer and everything has to be lighter. Because, I mean, the Vita's not... It's not like you're holding a giant brick, okay? No. You know, it, it's... It's a, it's a very nice size, and the thing about it is, I think it, I think for what it is, I think it's a little too slim as it is. Should be a holding, fatter body. I should it, it be a mega fatter version. Yeah, it's it's not exactly ergonomic when it's that slim. So having something way too slim like that, and you have to maneuver your hands around the buttons, I don't think that is going to make it any more comfortable. I don't think that will do it any favors. Um, the one gig of board memory, the improved battery, and the colors. I think are going to be selling points, especially if they put it at a lower price point than the current Vita. I think that will help the Vita t- uh, take off even more because, despite the fact that it had a um, 
price dropped recently. Some people are saying it's too expensive still. Who, who, who knows? Yeah. Um, the one big downside is that the Vita Slim um, ditches the OLED screen that the Vita is famous for, and it boasts a standard LCD screen, um, which I don't think will be very consequential. I, I think your, your games on the Vita are still going to look great, whether it's on OLED or LCD. So, um, yeah, that's that's my that's what I have to say about it. Uh, Glad, I mean yes. Gary, sorry, oh. <laughs> Gary. Um, I I pretty much agree with what Glenn is saying. I mean, it is a better product, but I still personally would prefer the older Vita simply because I think the OLED screen is just so much better. Um. Oh, in my opinion, sexy. yeah. And in, in my opinion, I think obviously I think this is going to be the the same Slim Vita that they announced at Tokyo Game Show for Japan. Um, if it's not, if there's going to be like a third different type of Vita, that will be very interesting to see what it is. Um, but I, you know, to me, the, the Vita is is one of those systems where I think you need to like I think they need to really start bundling it with the PS4 and, and releasing it along because right now people still don't see a real reason to buy a Vita because everything great that they have for Vita right now is still a long ways off especially with like PlayStation now which I think is going to be the biggest seller point for Vita owners to play all those games on the Vita but with the slimmer version you know the 20% lighter all that it's it's interesting because Here's Sony going smaller and lighter, and Nintendo with the 3DS is going bigger. I mean, they released the 3DS XL and the 2DS, which is still bigger than the regular 3DS. I mean, like, like Glenn said, you know, it, it doesn't feel very comfortable sometimes in your hands, and I totally agree with that. But it's something like, I guess I'll have to feel the, the, the slimmer one to see if I actually want to fork over more money to get another Vita. I mean, how is, like, this extra gig of space going to affect games that are produced on the Vita? Like, we've saw the issue that came up with Killzone Mercenary, where if you have a 4 gig memory card, there's no way you're going to play that game. You know, and even then, an 8 gig one, you still won't be able to play because they released, I believe, a 9 gig patch for it as well. So, I don't know, it's just... I think the Vita is fantastic, but I think it still has a lot of issues that Sony really needs to work out, and quite frankly, it's been almost three years now, and I don't think they've figured them out yet. I think the biggest the biggest thing I hate about what Sony's doing with the Vita is um, the way it's being marketed right now. I know they need to do it this way, and I know that doing so has already made the, the Vita sales pick up, but right now it's just considered a companion device. It's literally considered, it's, it's literally being written down as a companion device in some places. And it's 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 its own console, so and people aren't aren't, aren't really taking it that way. It, it feels like you know it's like the it's like the um what's that what's that controller with the screen that the Wii U has? I don't, I don't know if it has a name, but it's no. like that, but for the PS4 basically. It's just called yeah, the Wii U Gamepad, isn't it? Oh yeah, for, yeah for I another... totally agree with you. like every advertisement. Every time they show off a of Vita now. It's they're showing it off using remote play with the PS4. Exactly, and that's or, not all it's they're for. They're showing it running PlayStation Now, PlayStation Three games. You know, I they, like even at E3. I mean, besides Tearaway, they really didn't show any phenomenal games for the Vita, is and that's a problem in my opinion. And to tell the like, truth, every time they show it, it's running something else of PlayStation rather than running its own games. And and to tell the truth there aren't a lot of games on it that have been really, really marketed and really promoted, which is sad because there are some great games on the Vita and there could stand to be a lot more. I'm, I'm not going to deny that for an instant. There could stand to be more great Vita-designed games, not ports of other franchises, but Vita-designed games like Tearaway for the PlayStation Vita. And well. once... Once those come in, yeah, like it, it needs to be able to stand alone on its own two feet as a console. And perhaps yeah, it'll, it can also use a, a grip so that it's not so thin in your hands, but that's another story. And well, I also uh, think that, again, one of the biggest issues with the Vita is it just doesn't have a system seller. 
you know, it. There is no reason. There's no one game, or a few games that people really want to play that they can only get on the Vita. I mean, you had Assassin's Creed Liberation, but then that got ported into HD and yeah. you can get that on your 360 and PS3 now. I mean, you would think after three years, you know, some huge game like God of War would release for it, but it hasn't. I mean, we've had an Uncharted, which is great, but Uncharted, in my opinion, still isn't a game that people will buy a system for, and it just it really needs something. Like mm-hmm. I know in Japan they have plenty of those games. I mean. Uh, the 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 game from Tecmo Koi, the the Toikuden, I think it is. I don't I don't Talk know how to death. pronounce it. Yeah, it came out in in Japan and the Vita sold out, so people well, can play that game. Only... Unless Monster Hunter comes out. Well, Gary, only two yeah. weeks until it's out here. Yes, but is that gonna sell Vitas? Oh no, I don't think America it will. For UK, exactly. You know, if I'm Monster sh- Hunter comes out in Japan, the Vita is gonna be sold out for like four or five months. Anyway, and while we're talking here. about Vita games, <laughs> let's go to reviews, I think, Gary, because we're That's getting funny. a bit low on time. Uh, Ollie, Ollie, because we've got two reviews, both for the Vita. Look. Irony. We're talking about Vita games, and here we go, some Vita games. Look at uh, that. Yeah, I know, magic. It's like we planned this. Um, Ollie, Ollie, review. Posted on January 21st by the amazing Anthony Chambers. He gave Ollie Ollie an 8.0, so an 8. Ollie Ollie is a solid indie game with a healthy amount of unlockables and levels that will test your patience. With tons of levels, tricks, and modes to keep you busy. You'll definitely get your money's worth. We like addictive gameplay, tons of levels and tricks, solid variety of modes. We dislike. The Vita's analog sticks make it hard to pull off advanced tricks. I haven't bought the game yet and I feel bad for not buying it because I met the developer last year and I said I would straight away but blame Dragon Ball for that. Um, I will be buying... Damn you Kakarot! (laughs) Um, Yeah, Oli Oli does look good and it's getting a lot of good reviews Maybe it's the hit the Vita needs. Sadly, I doubt it, but still, it's still a brilliant game. And if you do have a Vita, I do recommend it personally. Uh, Glenn and Gary, what are your opinions on this? I think it's too small to be the hit the Vita needs. I I don't mean that in any offensive way. It sounds like a really great game, but it doesn't feel like that centerpiece title that the Vita needs. The the Vita Vita needs like a a Pokemon or a... A Mario or, or something along those lines to like like Terraway to really kick it off. But the game seems really great. It seems like something fun. Um, if not one of the things that you sit down for hours and hours and play, um, something that will definitely keep you interested for shorter amounts of time. Well, Sony, if you're listening to this, while he's talking about the fact that we need a Pokemon game for the Vita. If you listen to this, Sony, I've got I've got the game that you can bring out, and that will sell you bajillions of Vitas. But it it will instantly sell loads of Vitas. Uh, Monster Rancher for the Vita. Mm. Have it, bring it back like it used to be. But instead of just have it having to put discs in to unlock special monsters, have QR codes and a barcode scanner using the camera of the Vita. Ah. So you can scan stuff, random stuff. Like if you're in the supermarket, you can sta- scan a can of beads, and you'll get yourself a monster. Well, you know they they do like um, experimenting with AR yeah. gameplay, so yeah. this is right up their alley. Yeah, there you go. And it's it, you could have the old combat system like you used to as well. Uh, and there you go. You've got a free game there from me, Sony. You've you've, you've got a system seller right there. Now, let me let me be clear about something. I'm sorry, Gary, I know it's your turn, but let me be clear about something real quick. The Vita, I love the Vita, okay? I, I got my Vita back in August, and it is an amazing console. Do not let anything that we have said discourage you from getting a Vita. You will enjoy it. Unless, Everyone, unless you're waiting for the slim model. Unless you're waiting for the slim model, then, then you might not enjoy it so much uh, whenever that launches. And <laughs> uh, you, Gary, any opinions on this? Um, I personally haven't played the game. I 
seen some videos of it. it does look fun uh i'm not a big skateboarding guy but i would like to congratulate the studio on hopefully a successful game and oh, yeah. good reviews well yep yeah, it is and while we're talking about the vita because we're really ready to hype this vita up because it's a an amazing system these good games um, an age of zombie PSV review by posted on January the twenty third uh, by Alex Mashido Makido. That that second name that I said wrong, and he's probably going to slap me for it. But still, the amazing Alex. Um, he reviewed Age of Zombies on the Vita, which some of you may remember from rightly from the PS3. Cause I'm sure it was on the PS3 as well. Uh, it, it, it was, was a PlayStation Mini. Ah. When it came out on the PS3. Okay. Well, summary of it is, when it's all said and slaughtered, Age of Zombies is a fun and pick-up-and-play arcade tile that will occupy your time while you're sitting on the bus waiting to reach your next destination. While it can be tedious in stretches, underneath the repetitive but simple gameplay is buried something of interest. Though not mindless zombie, but rather pure mindless fun. We like generous health system, fluid twin-stick controls, fun but challenging boss fights, we dislike the aiming can be finicky with certain weapons, terrain levels is too corrosive at times, oppressive gameplay. We gave it a 7. Um, I'm actually worried about the whole um, generous health system, because sometimes generous health system means easy mode. But he says it's a bit of a challenge as well, so I, I'll give him that. Yeah. It's interesting because I don't think the the mini had a generous health system <laughs> because it was yeah. the 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 mini was actually very difficult. Oh, it was horrendously bad. I, I I tried it and I sort of sucked so bad at it. Yeah, that so one's... maybe this is kind of a step forward for 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 them. I don't know. Balance is a difficult thing to achieve. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but if you think about it, most of the twin-stick shooters out there yeah. are meant to be hard. They're not very long games, but they can really stress you out sometimes. Yeah. What's good about them is they're never hard, but at the same time, they're difficult because... But you don't feel like the game's cheated you. They feel like noobs just suck at it. <laughs> and you've got to get better, because if you get better, you won't suck at it so much. That's a good. That's a good thing. That's that's a that sweet spot where balance it is comes in. good. It's like ah, oh, I just get that a little is, bit I, better. I, that keeps people playing. Yeah. Yes, I I actually really enjoyed Age of Zombies. I think. Yeah. You know, it's it's this cartoony looking game that's actually kind of violent, and you know, there's a lot of humor behind it. I mean, you fight a zombie T Rex. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> well, guys. It seems we're out of time tonight. I can't believe we've actually been an hour. I was expecting a short podcast this week and not an actual long one. So I want to thank our guests, Gary and Glenn, for being on tonight at such short notice. Ben, sorry, we're too awesome for the podcast to be short. I know, okay. we are. We, we, can't, yeah. we can't have... We, they need a dose of this team right here. Yeah, yeah. I ramble too much. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> Uh, so I want to say a big thank you to them for turning up tonight It's um, have you got any shout outs at all quickly just to cover this little story for them the giveaway is Adam Ventures Chronicles um, you can enter it from psu.com where you should be listening to this from but well, it all depends on where you listen it from but psu.com uh, and the game will launch 4th of February in the US and 5th February in Europe but if you want a chance to win watch the video send the words and then you will win if you are lucky um, just a, a quick little blurb as well we are on iTunes Yep. we're not just on PSU you can find us on iTunes you can subscribe and have the podcast downloaded to all of your iThings automatically which means you could hear me on the move no, aren't you excited? Oh. Listen, to, bring us into your car. Like, yeah. take us to work with you, yeah. and, and just let 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 our awesomeness brighten yeah. your day. Yeah, yeah. Put on speakerphone so everybody in the office can hear us yeah. too. You go look. I can hear a British person speak words. Yeah. Everybody likes British people, like Glenn said. 
Um, your co-workers can all hear the word Gaglaoush. Yeah, and they'll go, that's an amazing word. That will be our new slogan for the day. <laughs> um, anyway, you can contact me at chili underscore UK on Twitter and bed.shillabearhall at psu.com. Um, next week, we'll hopefully have the amazing Supremacist Muscles from Brussels, Mike Harridans, back online. Um, but until then, it's goodbye from me. Um, and goodbye from Glenn and Gary. Oh, well, I can't say my own goodbye? Yeah, you can say it now. Bye-bye. Say it now. Say it with the it's words. Too, it's, it's too late. The moment's passed. Ah. Well, in the end, all is said and done. Thank God for me. <laughs> <laughs>